episode number five of the Healthier Life podcast. So it's been a whirlwind of a week. The podcast officially launched last Tuesday on September the 28th, and I have been so overwhelmed by the positive reviews and comments and with everyone sharing on social media. It's been so encouraging. And I'm so glad to know that this podcast is really hitting the right spot and that listeners are already getting a lot from it. Just some stats, because I'm a bit geeky like that. We hit over 360 downloads in 11 different countries. The top ranks were number 28 in the UK and number 215 in the US in our category. So thank you all so much for subscribing and leaving reviews. The review of the week comes from TC Martin. She says, Catherine is really easy to listen to. She shares through story and research to give insight and provoke thoughts on living a healthy, balanced life. It hasn't taken long for me to be inspired and encouraged to make some changes to become a healthier me. Thank you, Catherine. Well, thank you so much, TC Martin, for your lovely review. And if you'd like to have a chance to have your review read out on the podcast, then head over to Apple Podcasts and click on Write a Review. I read every single one and they mean so much to me. It also really helps other people to find the show too. And if you haven't done so already, take a second to click subscribe or follow to the show so that you don't miss out on future episodes. Okay, so this episode is our final part in our three-part series on the circle of holistic health. So far, we've covered life and joy, and now we're going to do a deep dive into the peace part. We could all do with more peace in our lives, right? Before we start, just a quick disclaimer. The information presented on this podcast is for educational and inspirational purposes only. Always consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet and lifestyle. Okay, with that said, let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to the Healthier Life podcast, where you can get great tips and strategies to empower you to live that healthier life you've always wanted. Do you want to feel vibrant and full of energy so that you can make the impact you desire in this world? I believe that when we are intentional about looking after our health, then we can find the energy, balance, and joy that we need as Christian women to step into our God-given potential and make a real difference in this world. If you're here to learn about how a diet based more on whole foods, plant-based nutrition can bring a healthier life both to you and the planet, if you want to know how to manage your stress better, improve your sleep, exercise in a way that is fun and manageable, if you want to deepen your faith and build in more gratitude so that you can flourish once more in a life you love, then you are in the right place. I'm Catherine Shelton, let's get started. So this is the third and final episode in our three-part series on holistic health. You've heard of body, mind and spirit. Well, this is kind of like the mind part. I like to call it the peace part. Peace. That's something that we all want, right? What do you think is the opposite of peace? Stress, anxiety, worry, maybe even danger or war? Thankfully, not many of us are living in a war zone right now, probably. But I bet that you probably have some stress going on in your life right now, am I right? The truth is that we're living in a stress epidemic here in the Western world. Our lives are frantic, trying to cram in as much as possible, and then maybe even boasting about how busy we are. We're all trying to keep up with the Joneses, but we don't realise that the Joneses themselves are about to reach burnout. It's not surprising that stress levels, and very sadly, mental health issues, have risen sharply as a result of all that happened in 2020 and is still happening at the time of this recording. 
But even before that, it was estimated that at least 90% of all doctors' visits had stress as an underlying factor. 90%. You know, back in, I think it was 2015 or 2016, I was one of those 90%. I remember going to my local GP. I'd been suffering with really bad headaches. Not migraines as such, but bad enough that I had to lie down for a couple of hours. The doctor ruled out anything serious, thankfully, and told me that they were probably tension headaches. And, you know, that seemed to make sense. I was a home-educating mother with four children, one of whom was a young toddler. And yes, I was pretty tired and stressed. (laughs) Unfortunately, though, as is the case with most doctors nowadays, he just didn't have time to sit me down and talk about ways to reduce stress. Or even to talk about other factors that might help, like how much water I was drinking, or the kinds of foods I was eating. Instead, all he was able to do was to prescribe me some pills. The pills didn't really help and they made me feel a bit nauseous, so I stopped taking them. Now, I'm not saying that there's no place for pills, they can be very helpful short term. But they do seem to be treating the symptoms rather than the underlying cause in many cases. So I personally decided not to take the pills, but at least stress was now on my radar and I knew that I needed to do something about it. So I wonder, are you truly aware of how much stress and anxiety you have in your life? You know, not all stress is bad. Sometimes we need a bit of a deadline to help us finish that piece of work, for example. But some stress can be underlying and you don't really know that it's there. Until, that is, something happens and everything blows up. You've reached the end of your tether. Do you remember the Michael McIntyre sketch about when his wife had reached the end of her tether? He would have liked to have known when she was getting near the end of her tether just a bit sooner. I think we all need to know how far along the tether we are before we get to the end. The six areas we're going to be looking at today all play a part in our mental and emotional health. Just like in the last two episodes, why not grab a pen and jot down your score out of 10 for how you're doing in each area? 10 being amazing, you are so chilled out. And one being, well you're pretty much at the end of your tether on this one. The six areas are peacefulness, career, finances, learning, relationships, and social life. So let's start with the big one, peacefulness. Peacefulness basically means the opposite of stress. Managing stress is actually one of my five podcast pillars, so we will definitely be revisiting this in a future episode. But just to say, if you have identified that you score quite low on the peacefulness scale, it would be good to have a brainstorm of some ways in which you can alleviate your stress in this coming week. Firstly, identify your stresses. Some of these will be unavoidable, like family responsibilities or health challenges. And some of them will be more self-inflicted, like the diary is just too full. Write them all down. Then think carefully about each one. Can you get rid of this stressor? Is it really a necessary thing to have in your life right now? Do your children really need to go to four after-school clubs each? Do you really have to volunteer for the school fair? I remember for our family, when lockdown happened for the very first time, it was such a relief not to have to drive everyone to all their various different activities, and I definitely felt my stress levels reduce. And my husband and I determined that when things started up again, we would think very carefully about what we let back into our lives and whether it was really necessary. And maybe you need to have a close look at your diary too. Do you really have the capacity to do all these things or are you overstretching yourself? 
If the stressor is unavoidable, then what can you do to minimise its impact on your health? Can you delegate some of it to someone else? Can you get outside help in this area? Can you plan ahead and get some things done several weeks before rather than leaving it all to the last minute? As an example, Christmas always stresses me out every year. There's just so much to do and think about. But do you know, I actually bought my Christmas pudding on September the 30th this year. I saw it when I was doing the weekly food shop and I thought, why not? That's one thing to check off the list. And I also have written in my diary in November when to buy certain items at the supermarket that I know might not be on the shelves on December the 20th. Planning ahead is always a great stress reducer. Finally, take some time to think of things that you can do to actively reduce stress and to bring peace and calm back into your life. My top tip for my clients in this area is deep diaphragmatic breathing. It is so simple and yet so effective. Just take five minutes a day to stop and breathe deeply. Four rounds of breath, breathing in through the nose for a count of four, holding for a count of seven, and breathe out slowly through your mouth for a count of eight. Try it and see how you feel after a couple of weeks. Other ideas for creating peace and calm include things like taking a walk out in nature, listening to calming music, and the old favourite, taking a hot bath with Epsom salts and essential oils. But everyone's different, so you need to find what works for you. If you're interested, I do have a helpful PDF checklist for you called Seven Simple Solutions to Sort Out Your Stress. You can grab that on my website at katherineshelton.net or I'll put the direct link in the show notes for this episode below. Number two is career. Our careers can take up an awful lot of our time and energy. They can be a real drain and can be really stressful, or they can be something that brings us joy and a sense of purpose. I wonder, what is your career? And by the way, if you're a stay-at-home mum, then that is definitely a career in my eyes. Take a moment to think about how satisfied you are with your career right now. Obviously, there will always be things about your job that you don't enjoy, but on the whole, do you enjoy your career? Does it bring you a sense of fulfilment? Do you feel like it's tapping into your actual gifts and skill sets? Are you excited by what you do? If you score yourself a little low in this area, then take a moment to think about what needs to change. I'm not suggesting that you should ditch the whole thing and go and retrain or something else, but perhaps you could speak to your boss about your current responsibilities or hours. Perhaps you could talk with your spouse about some help you might need. Or ask yourself, Where would you like to see yourself in five or ten years? And what would it take to get there? Perhaps there's a course that would be helpful to take or some other skill that you'd like to develop. If your career is causing you stress and unhappiness, then take some time to really think through a plan of action and then take that action. Number three is finances. Now, this is often related to your career, but not always. Perhaps doing a career that you love might mean that you take a huge cut in salary, but maybe that's okay. Or maybe you have a very high-paying job, but it stresses you out, and you might have to ask yourself, is it really worth it? But finances also go beyond the regular family income. A lot of it depends on how we're spending the money that comes in each month. If finances is an area that causes you stress, then take some time to think about how you might be able to change that. Do you need to change your budget or even create a budget in the first place? How are your spending habits? 
Is there some regular outgoing expense that you could stop? Are you saving mindfully for your future? Would it be helpful to get an independent financial advisor to look over things for you and to give you some tips? How could you create a little bit more income if that's needed? It might be strange to think that something like finances is linked to health, but if you're constantly worried about money, then that is going to be raising your cortisol levels. And high cortisol levels can, in turn, lead to a whole host of health issues, such as insulin resistance, weight gain, reduced immune function, high blood pressure, fatigue, digestive issues, thyroid imbalances, just to name a few. And if I haven't mentioned it before, ladies, we need to take our stress levels seriously. The fourth area is learning. Now, if you had a bad experience at school, you might not think that this sounds at all fun. But anyone who's observed young children knows that children are naturally born with a thirst for knowledge. They want to learn. That's why they go through that annoying why stage when they're three or four. Learning is an important part of our growth as humans. It helps to keep our brains working well. Our brains have something called brain plasticity, which means that they can learn and grow even as we age. And challenging ourselves with some new activity helps to build up our cognitive reserve. And it can also be fun. So how are you doing on learning? Are you currently mastering a new skill? Taking a course? Learning a language? learning a musical instrument, or reading thought-provoking books? And if not, what could you do? The fifth area is relationships. As humans, we're wired for relationship. Often, relationships can be extremely fulfilling, helpful, and fun. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships here. I'm talking about relationships with your family, your children, your co-workers, your neighbours, your church family, and your friends. Sadly, we live in a broken world and we are broken people, so often those relationships can go wrong. There can be misunderstandings, unforgiveness, irritation, unpleasantness. Sometimes they can even be quite toxic and destructive. If you're involved in a particularly toxic relationship with someone, then I really encourage you to seek help from a professional counsellor or someone qualified to help you. But if you're just thinking of a relationship that's gone a little bit sour, You might be underestimating what that is doing to your mental and emotional and even your physical health. Remember, we are holistic beings and all parts of us can be affected by outside stresses. If you struggle with one or two difficult relationships in your life, then don't just ignore it. How can you make things better? Don't expect the other person to change, but is there something that you can do? Do you need to have a proper talk? Do you need to get someone else to mediate for the two of you? How can you reach out to that person? What could you do to help things improve? Do you need to ask for forgiveness or to extend an olive branch? And don't forget the relationships that are going okay in your life. Could they be even better? If you're married, then this is really important. When was the last time that you and your spouse had that proverbial date night or spent quality time together? What about your kids if you have them? Can you do anything to improve your relationship with them? Maybe you could plan to do something fun one-on-one with each of them this month, or just check in with them more regularly. The final area is social life. Now this is obviously related to the previous category of relationships, but it is also a little different. How is your social life? How often do you get out and spend time with your friends? 
You know, lockdown has meant that probably none of us scored very highly on this in 2020. But as things are opening up again in 2021, are you making time for your social life once more? Good friends can be invaluable. You know, there's a great verse in the Bible that says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labour. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. That's Ecclesiastes 4 verses 9 and 10. Friends are there to celebrate with us when things are going well, or to comfort us when things are tough. Friends can help advise us, challenge us, encourage us, and support us. I know I'll mention this often on the podcast, but I love the example of the people of Okinawa, Japan. They are one of the few places of the world identified as a blue zone, in that they have one of the longest living, healthiest communities of people on the planet. And one of the reasons for that is their social structure. Traditionally, Okinawans are placed into social groups called moais when they're around five years old. These groups meet regularly, often weekly, for the rest of their lives. The researchers came across a moai of five women who'd been meeting to support each other every week for over 90 years and they were all going strong. So, who is in your moai? How often do you meet up? And if you don't yet have one, could you start one? It's never too late to start. We've been covering a lot of ground in today's episode. Finding more peace in your life and reducing stress is something I'll be returning to again and again because I believe it is so key, and it's something that I still struggle with personally. Remember that visit to the doctor I had when I was having stress headaches? What I really needed was someone to spend time with me over a period of several weeks to help me sort out my stresses and get to the root of the problem, not just put a plaster on and hope for the best. What I really needed, although I didn't know that they existed at the time, was a health coach. Because health coaches do exactly that. As a health coach, I help my clients in all of the 18 areas that we've been talking about in the last three episodes, whatever is most pressing for them. If that's something that you'd be interested in finding out more about, then please go to katherineshelton.net forward slash work with me to find out more about the programs I offer. And you can sign up for a free discovery call just to chat about it, no strings attached. You'll find the link in the episode show notes. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, so just to recap, the six areas that we covered on the podcast today were peacefulness, career, finances, learning, relationships, and social life. I wonder how you scored in each of those areas. So don't forget to subscribe or follow the show if you haven't already. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Hey, quickly before you go, if this podcast has helped and inspired you in some way, then please jump over to iTunes and leave me an honest review. That way more people can find this show and be inspired too. I personally read every single review and your feedback is so encouraging to me. The second way you can help get the word out is to take a quick screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Catherine Shelton Health and I'll share it right back. Thank you so much. God bless. Until next time.